So let's get ready to go uh, right now to our next uh, topic right here. Uh, masking up. Now, according to Dale Lally of uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports, the NFL is, going, is not going to be messing around this year with COVID uh, enforcements right now. For players who are not vaccinated, they will be required to attend a team facilities wearing a mask. They'll have to submit to daily testing. They won't be permitted to be in close contact with fellow players off the field. They essentially must still adhere to pre-COVID vaccine policies, including not being permitted to leave the team hotel or even visit with family during road games. And, by the way, too, if there's any COVID protocols uh, that are violated when an athlete is not fully vaccinated, here's the key thing right now. Such as being involved in instances like going out to nightclubs, restaurants, etc., they can be fined up to $50,000 right now for players who are not fully vaccinated and if they still want to work out with teams or be a part of the roster, have to wear a mask and you got to uh, hear the daily testing and not be out and any kind of like controversial headlines off the field as we look at it. So that's definitely one thing to keep in mind right now. And I think that is definitely important at this point. And right now, because uh, one of the most controversial things we heard uh, yesterday was Cole Beasley uh, speaking out on it, uh, basically. And this was according to ESPN's Adam Schefter right now, as we look at. Uh, Plan to live like life like I want and a backlash to anti-vaccine remarks. And uh, here's a full quote according to Cole Beasley. Look, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live my one life like I want to regardless. Everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank. Period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they are coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of. Find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chance with COVID and... I'd rather take my chance with COVID, build up my immunity that way. Eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice based on my experiences and what I think is best. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from one day. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Now, I got a question for everyone who is like tuning in and watching this right now. And I do understand right now, and this is one of the best ways to say it without going back and forth with someone listen once again during this time with COVID as long as it still exists despite the fact that the the red uh, tape has been slowly uh, peeled back right now with things reopening slowly this is the alternatives we all got realize in life as we're still trying to get back to normalcy and a fresh start the best way I could describe this and advise people is this 
if you want peace of mind, go schedule a doctor visit, do a full health screening, see where you are health-wise, and just double check with your doctor if he feels like it's recommended that you still need to get the vaccine, okay? And if not, so be it. You don't have to get it. But if they do recommend you, I understand. I do realize this is being administered, being administered by the government. But, the, but at the end of the day, too, listen. I'm very thankful at the end of the day to be like uh, being privileged to be doing the things we all got to do. Whether it be grocery shopping, working out at gyms. I mean, there's been a lot of good stuff taken away when things were in lockdown. As far as like like limiting the amount of space in certain areas. It was a scary situation at this. My point is, listen, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to continue to live? I mean, ha having to protect yourself, wear a mask out in public, still get, still be able to do what you're entitled to do or what you want to do. That's fine. You got to wear a mask and you're not vaccinated, so be it. I'd rather you wear a mask and still be able to do what you got to do. On the flip side, do you want to make it easier on yourself? Listen, I got a cousin that's getting married in about over a month. I'm doing it out of respect because it's family and it's a wedding. They're requiring that anyone who wants to participate in person at the wedding needs to be fully vaccinated. So out of respect to him and my wonderful family, I decided to get vaccinated. I got uh, vaccinated on May uh, 20th and on June 18th. I am fully vaccinated and taken care of right now. At my job, I still have to wear a mask for probably about another week or two where I'm at. So it's up to you how you want to make this easy on yourself. My only question is, with everything going on right now, how many players will follow in a guy when we look at it like a Cole Beasley? Will we see some more players around the league? Because right now, the good news is, according to Mike Tomlin, his players are uh, fully vaccinated right now and are doing a well job, a whale of a job right now, keeping things the calm before it hits the storm right now. And, and I think that's a smart approach because right now, you saw what happened last year when they had to be doing things right now. I mean, when they had to have some games rescheduled. I mean, it's definitely been a, a mess. And uh, according to Mike Tomlin, too, by an uh, article right here, by uh, TribLive.com, as we uh, looked at it, Mike Tomlin was quoted saying, the Steelers tops in the league in vaccinations. And uh, what he was uh, saying that we had a couple get vaccinated today. He said, I don't know the exact percentage, but from what I understand, we're tops of the league in terms of this process. I like the overall tra trajectory of our participation in the vaccination process. According to Tomlin, guys have worked hard to adhere to the policies and protocols. As a continuation of 2020 in terms of our attitude, we're going to look for any advantage that compliance might give us. Participation has been awesome. Now, my only question is right now, uh, if players are not vaccinated, there's a key amount of players and you do not have guys that are available, will we see this season forfeiture of games? Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't, the game were, that got me a little bit hot at, more so than the Titans game, was the Thanksgiving game that was supposed to happen between the Steelers and the Ravens. 
I mean, they kept pushing it to like, uh, I think like what, like a Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Kept bouncing the thing around so many times, only to have a Wednesday for a rescheduled game, which I thought was horrible. And right there, I thought that game, and I don't want it to end this way, but the Ravens, you've been one of the teams that's been violating uh, protocol uh, so many times. I'm sorry, but you know what? I think you need the forfeit. Will we see that this year? Will, if, if, if key players, you're not having enough reasonable players on game day, you cannot find, will the NFL start enforcing uh, forfeiting of games? Because I think, if anything, if we're going to be like uh, totally on board and make sure things are being adhered to, I think someone's got to pay the piper in that. And I don't like having the game won that way, but... If no one's doing their jobs and enforcing the safety of everyone else for a weekend matchup, I think you leave the league no choice. I mean, Roger Goodell, the league executives, and of course the players' union. I mean, right now, I mean, for this moment here, I mean, how much more do you want to like, like live in this notion that people are in fear of getting this vaccine? I understand. It's administered by the government. Still a lot more questions with the mutations. But as far as the NFL, I, I, I still get a little concerned that we'll probably see more of a pushback from this. It'll probably, in my anticipation, when I look at it uh, for uh, this year, if anything, I'll probably see like a similar comparison to where it was last year. Up to 67 players who will not be participating. I think the Patriots, they're the ones that got hit the most, I mean, with that. They had three starters, I mean, out that year who opted out from COVID. Uh, that was, of course, one of them being uh, Defense Player of the Year and Dante I. Hightower right there, who was a linebacker. And, of course, uh, Marcus Cannon and Patrick Chung, uh, safety and offensive tackle. So you, you must think, I, I, I would imagine not. Hopefully this is a small worry. But then again, I mean, we're still in the time right now. I mean, even me, just going to church today. I still have my mask on. I mean, I, if I'm going to my job and then my job is asking me to still have my mask on for another few more weeks. Despite the fact that I got my final vaccination. I'm going to wear out respect because I don't want to see anyone else get sick or be put at risk because of me acting foolish. We all have to act responsible and realize we're not out of the neck of the woods just yet when it comes to this virus. If anything, it just serves as a reminder to still continue, like as like like simple thing like crossing the street, look both ways, listen up before you walk. Don't just dart across the street and then you get hit by a car. That's how I think we need to uh, treat this thing. Still, make sure we're in lockstep. Because it could take one person that could act a damn fool and ruin this for everybody. Because I really do believe right now we come too far, too long right now uh, to have a moment spoiled. I mean, right now, I'll go back to the things, things were. And I'd hate to have a horrible experience all over again because we are not... We are not uh, 
treating it with the respect for anyone else who's gone through severe health issues or anything, yell alone. We, we just, we cannot get back to that, if anything. So, if anything, those are the things I think we really need to focus on right now. And, and I think uh, that will be a lot more in, in that regard. So, let's see. Also here in this uh, second segment as we are uh, into this right now, uh, one thing to wrap up is that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, that they're still waiting for clearance from the NFL for training camp to be open at St. Vincent. Uh, Cowboys got the okay to return to California this week, and Mike Tomlin was saying on that stats, I thought we would know by now we don't always get what we want, as we know. I hope to get some clarity prior to know, but I haven't said Mike Tomlin. So, I mean, that's another thing that's still up in the air. I would, admit, I would imagine that should be uh, good to go anytime uh, soon right now for the Steelers. I think uh, definitely you'll, you'll see them uh, get back into that, uh, in that in that facility, that time right there. Because I'll be honest, I was there a couple of years ago. Got to see it one time in the rain my whole life. It was still a fun time. Just uh, seeing Mike Tomlin right there for the first time in person. And let's see. I hope so because one thing I'm definitely excited for, I'm getting my uh, tickets ready for, my trip ready for, is for the Hall of Fame right here this year. I mean, seeing guys, I mean, like Bill Cowher, Troy Palomalo, Donnie Shell, the course, I mean, you got right now Alan Fanka going into the Hall of Fame this season. I cannot tell you how beautiful that's going to be watching. I mean, the guys that are going to be presenting each other. Heinz Ward presenting Al Fanica. You'll be having Art Ruin the second uh, presenting Bill Cower, and then for Troy Palomaro, Dick LeBeau, slam dunk choice right there. And I think I made that prediction. I may have made it on the show. But I know I made it uh, aside from the show many a times. I may not have tweeted it, but I definitely. Uh, could see that coming, just like many Steeler fans would. Uh, Dick LeBeau, definitely like a father-son relationship. I mean, the way they work together as far as like on the defense when we look at everything. So let's get ready to go into our uh, next thing here on the Metal Steel uh, podcast as we uh, look at our next set of topics right now. So uh, here we go. As it stands right now. Uh, Mason Rudolph declared his intention of being motivated to be the team's starting quarterback in 2022 and beyond. Dwayne Haskins still wants to show the Steelers his support has been worthwhile. Now remember, Dwayne Haskins right now, who, uh, by the way, right now, has been a uh, first-round 15th overall uh, pick by the Washington football team. He's uh, been selected in the... First round, 15th overall out of Ohio State. Uh, he's had some troubles off the field, more particularly with uh, COVID violation protocols. Uh, he's in the second year. I mean, when we looked at it, played for two different coaches. I believe it was uh, Jay Gruen and then now uh, just uh, recently Ron Rivera right there. Ron Rivera was uh, definitely one of the guys who uh, decided to part ways with the guy. 
Um, and when we looked at like a guy like Dwayne Haskins right now, Dwayne Haskins, who's got a very sharp arm right now. We remember hearing Mason Rudolph right now making his intentions uh, to be ready and continue to get better to be the quarterback of the future for this organization. Because remember, a guy like Mason Rudolph, he's definitely shown a lot of flashes when throwing the ball deep and being a winner at his uh, craft. I mean, at the end of the day, too, when we look at a guy like Mason Rudolph, I mean, for his time, I mean, who's uh, entering his uh, fourth season, he's only had one season where he was a star, which was uh, back in 2019, but he had a winning record despite all that, a 5-3 and record uh, back that year, uh, throwing for 1,765 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. And uh, his longest pass was a 76-yard uh, pass. And he's only had one fourth-quarter comeback, one game-winning drive. And he had a uh, QBR of 36.2, rating of A2. Uh, a lot of people definitely remember, I mean, when this guy, when it's... When the tra- when he started to come off the tracks right now, I mean, with this uh, season and that year, I mean, it was more so against the Browns game right there, more particularly. But when you looked at everything else aside from that, I mean, I thought Mason Rudolph, I mean, when he came back briefly in that Jets game, uh, replacing uh, Duck Hodges right there against the New York Jets, he had a few decent plays. I think he threw a touchdown pass in that game, but he was able to get uh, hurt by his own guy. I think it was by B.J. Finney, I want to say it was. For a botched uh, snap. And uh, fell right out of him. And this was after Marquise Pouncey was taken out of the game. Mason Rudolph, I, I will say this. I mean, the jury is still out on the guy right now. To, like, uh, still prove that. But I tell you what. I think, if anything, against the uh, Browns. I mean, when you look at his uh, final game. I mean, that year. I mean, when we look at his uh, performance. Overall, with the Steelers, I mean, with everything that has been leading up. When he was a starter, he has not thrown one game where he's passed for over 300 yards up until the last game of the season against the Cleveland Browns. That was his only game. 351 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a quarterback rate of 89.2, and a completion percentage of 56.4. Not the best in the world, but still almost helped the Steelers tie the game for the Browns to keep them out of the playoffs. But the Browns, I got to tell you, man, uh, at the end of that game, it was nice to see that little bit of closure right there. Miles Garrett come up to Mason Rudolph, the same guy who swung the helmet at the guy's head. Uh, just, you know, congratulate him. Great game and all the, all the racist nonsense between him and Rudolph right there. Uh, it was just nice to see that moment shared. I, I think, if anything, Mason Rudolph, I mean, what he needs to be it will do. I think he needs just to meld makeup more. I think just more maturity right there as far as like being the voice in that huddle and just and just being accurate. I think he just gotta have confidence playing in the system right now. I mean the only thing is like I said with Matt Canada right now. I mean you got an offense right now where he's gonna lean he- almost, almost seems like pretty heavily or leniently on a guy like Ben Rosberger. How much of a mistake will that be? 
And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that uh, continues to go right now uh, for this part. So, if anything, right now, we got, we got a lot to stay in here as we look at it. And we'll find we'll find out. I I think if anything for Dwayne Haskins right now, they just want him to continue to stay ready, show what he's made of, how he could be uh, that guy right now. Because uh, right now, as far as like uh, according to uh, Dwayne Haskins, his quote was saying, "My expect my expectation here is make everyone who decided to take a chance to me look good and work as hard as I can and let my work speak for itself." Uh, Haskins was telling uh, reporters and media on Thursday as they wrapped up their three-day minicamp at Heinz Field. I want to be able to take after Big Ben, but that comes in due time. They expect a lot out of me as far as being prepared and being the best version of myself. That's what they want out of me and let my actions speak for themselves. Currently on the death chart, remember, they have a third-round uh, pick with Mason Rudolph, a fourth-round with Josh Dobb. Rudolph's who's shown flash himself, but shown existence when pressing the play. I definitely do feel like right now, this is a no uh, risk right now with a guy uh, like Dwayne Haskins as we uh, look at it. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely do feel uh, pretty confident right now. I mean, listen, he's a former first round pick. I mean, I know this is not popular with a lot of people. But at the end of the day, listen, I think if anything, he's a, f a former first-round pick. And we'll, we'll see how this uh, works out. I really, I, I think you got to like those odds. And for right now, who knows? I, I, I really feel like right now you're starting to see a little bit more of the excitement for a guy like Haskins and Rudolph. I don't know what anyone else is feeling about this. But I definitely do uh, seem to take away that they have a lot more uh, hope for this young man. That he could be able to like uh, step in there and be the future uh, quarterback of this team. Because there's been a lot of questions as far as like Dwayne Haskins right now. Can he be a leader of a franchise? And that was like one of the issues I ran into with the Washington football team, unfortunately. And uh, for right now, because remember, like one of the things he was doing too at the end of the game, he was taking a selfie with fans. He said he called it a victory selfie, which he wasn't available to take a knee for. But listen, I think Dwayne Haskins right now, I will definitely, I got to feel like a, uh, an organization like the Steelers has got to breathe some new life into this cat. If anything, you do realize. I mean, the bread and butter of this organization, how consistent they are to staying at winning, but now that building a diverse uh, family business culture at the end of the day and being competitive. I think, if anything, with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, you want to be able to show you you're worthy of that second chance and that extra opportunity, which I definitely feel like he will be. Right now, I mean, I'd be interested to be watching the preseason how he does with versus Mason Rudolph. I'm not gonna lie to you. Despite what we've seen in Mason Rudolph, can Dwayne Haskins do enough to impress as far as being that backup behind Ben? I like Rudolph, but I would like to see what Haskins does in like a drive exhibition season. 
as we uh, look at it. It has to be very uh, key in that because right now, listen, you're going to still have the Hall of Fame game plus three more games, three exhibition games, so you're going to still have four games. Let's see what he does in those games because I'll be honest, that's going to definitely, I'll be stoked for that. I mean, it's a difference. I mean, like I said, I mean, when you're having like training camp battles between offense versus defense, I definitely want to see how you do versus an actual opponent. Don't get me wrong. But this is what we need to do right now. We need to find out. Get them in there with some uh, competition. And by the way, in case I want, one of you guys are noticing real quickly, just a little uh, quick recap here. This is not an Arizona Cardinals podcast. <laughs> I know you guys see me flashing red like lately. What the heck? No, I just got some upgraded uh, polos from uh, thanks to my good pals at Costco's right there. Uh, in Illinois here. I don't know if there's Costco's anywhere, uh, other states, but uh, uh, nice polos I've been getting myself for work lately. But anyway, in case anyone's wondering, this is not a Car- Carlos podcast. Do not confuse us. Yes, this is a Steelers podcast on the Mount Steel podcast. Just want to make that clear before we go any further. Just set the record straight, by the way. And uh, right now, also too, uh, aside from that, let's uh, look at some other uh, stuff going on right now. Uh, ben Rosberger has uh, so far been impressed by Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he was quoted as saying his release and throwing mechanics are some of the prettiest I've ever seen. Uh, he said, I told him, I wish I had that, just everything he does. And he throws the ball. I joked that he could throw the ball for a car wash and it wouldn't get wet. He's learning. It's obviously a new system for him. He's young in the league, but it's fun to have that young energy around it. And like I said, when he throws a football, it's pretty. And his 13 career starts with Dwayne Haskins. He uh, led Washington to just a 3 10 record, completing 60.1% of his passes for 2,804 yards with 12 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, uh, basically. And when you look at a stat like that right there, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, that's pretty much on pace for a 4,000 4, yard passing season. The only troubling thing is right now is what you're seeing a guy like Dwayne Haskins is his touchdown interception ratio, which has been 5 of 7 career, 12 touchdowns to 14 picks. Will he be a guy that gets a little slippery, take care of the football, and not having fully a uh, grasp of that? I think that's the thing we got to watch out for uh, with this guy right here. <laughs> So I definitely do feel like he could be a phenomenal contribution to this team, if anything. And to be honest with you, I know you got Mason Rudolph signed to a one-year deal. More than likely, I would anticipate they would go with him. But what can he show in preseason? I hope this is not like another case like where it's like a Zach uh, Mettenberger right now where we have another quarterback uh, behind the guy a few years ago against a guy like behind Landry Jones. No, I want to see legit competition. I want to see... You know, what makes these guys uh, tick right here? Because to be honest, you know, listen, when you got a guy like Ben Rosberger who's more than likely to retire at this season, but then again, who knows? He might play another season. This may not be the end of Ben Rosberger right now as we know it. And just to be honest, you know, I just don't feel like this notion of Matt Canada, like having what Ben wants to call or what he wants to input, I don't think it's going to be that easily. I mean, obviously, yes, you want to do what's better for the team. But, like I said, you could have a legit 
offensive line, reborn, running game. And don't forget, too, I mean, remember, there's been a lot of times, mind you, Ben Rosper, according to a guy like Ed Boucher, who's actually one of the people saying, when you look at, consider the fact that he should be coming off a full season of rest, and maybe that was just a game plan for that season, the release ball quickly, just so he won't be getting hit as often, only because they didn't want a like, chance to throw in the ball deep uh, that uh, fast. Because to be honest with you, he looked pretty darn impressive for the first half of that season. He did. I, and just at the end of the day, too, just the only problem was when you continue to do that game plan, we're getting rid of the ball quick, trying to get some quick passes, the offense just became too predictable at the end of the day. That's all it was. I do feel like right now, I mean, it's still hard to say. He may play one more scene, gosh darn it. I don't expect him to be playing into his 40s. But if you have a good thing going on right now, good chemistry with your teammates, and good rhythm going on, you can still play, keep yourself at the top as a team, and possibly a championship contender. Why do you have to end it so abruptly? I don't, you know, you know what, the guys like... Like an Ike Taylor or any other former Steeler that feels like this guy is holding the team back by sticking around. I disagree. At the end of the day, when you got a structure that aren't ruining the second halves with guys like Kevin Colbert and the uh, and Mike Tomlin, listen, Steelers are in it to win it. I mean, yeah, at some point you're gonna have to run into that uh wall where you're going to find out. I mean, what's life going to be without Ben Rosberg? I get it. My thing is, let's just be very careful and methodical. Do you have to necessarily say goodbye to a relationship that can still keep extending on and getting better and better? Period. I think if anything right now, when we look at it, if it's still worth hanging on to, I mean, is that any different when Drew Brees decided to stick around? I mean, it's his 40s. I mean, with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, don't get me wrong. Drew Brees is on a whole nother level the way he played. But guess what? I mean, will Matt Canna be able to implement some plays kind of like how Sean Payton did with Drew Brees in his final seasons? I mean, this guy retired at the age of 41. He played two seasons into his 40s, the last two. And when you have a guy on there too, like a Taysom Hill right there, who was able to do some, who was a special uh, tr trickery uh, player right there, a specialty player where you can utilize him as a receiver or in the running game, or put him in there as a quarterback, do some wildcat uh, running plays, why can't they do that with a guy like Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, will we see that inserted with a guy like Joshua Dobbs? I mean, that's my only question, too. I mean, when we talk about this quarterback and how we're going to continue to expand into this, because at the end of the day, too, when we also look at uh, Dwayne uh, Haskins right now, I mean, so far from what I can tell you, he's not been a uh, runner as much. He's only ran for career-high 101 yards. That was in his rookie season off of 20 rushing attempts, averaging over 5 yards per attempt. So, 
Do you think he could fall into the mix where he comes in, use a specialty design offense play, help Ben Rosberger get some of that relief? We shall see on that.